Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how we can grow strong when we have a new identity. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to talk about how we can take our faith out of the philosophical and put it into the practical. To grow a strong and bold spirit with Christ, our faith, it can't be restrained by walls or circumstances. It has to flourish in every part of our life. It should be the core of our identity. You know, Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, put simply, we once were separated from God and we lived like it, but now If we belong to him, we have to act differently. You know, Paul says, you must no longer live in the futility of your mind. Take off the old self and put on the new self. And we now have a new identity. And it should be radically different from our old one. But if all of our actions are the same and all of our thought processes are the same, then are we really different? You know, to be like God in true righteousness and holiness, we need to abandon who we used to be holy and look to God to completely remold us. We have to trust him to teach us how to live. And the first thing he says to do is put off the old self. Don't live the same as you used to and be made new in the attitude of your mind. Accept God's worldview and push your former one aside. Change your clothes that were stained with sin and be clothed with Christ from now on. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul gives us an even better idea of what this putting off and on looks like. He wrote in verse 8, Therefore, put to death your members which are on, on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. You know, the old self, it was doomed to die. Fornication and uncleanness and passion and evil desires, they condemned us to that fate. Therefore, put it off with its practices. If you want to move beyond that hopelessness that defined us before, we have to act differently because our identity is supposed to be different. You know, Paul says to change your identity by putting off all the things that contributed to who you used to be, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, etc., and trade those in for a new identity molded by God. 
In verse 12, he tells us that when we do that, we'll put on compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, and we'll bear with each other when we have disagreements. We'll forgive, we'll love most of all, and be unified in the peace that only Christ can offer. You know, the new person is this bundle of Christ-like attitudes that should be entirely different from the old self shaped by the world's attitudes. And if we can't act like new people with new responsibilities, we also won't receive the blessings that accompany that new identity. In other words, we cannot abide in God and him in us if we don't join the son of God in heaven, if we don't grow a strong faith with a new identity with him. You know, John writes in 1 John 1, 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It is totally imperative that we change our moral clothes. That is the only way that we can grow in our faith and really have any faith at all. Without doing that, we cannot make it into heaven. You know, John is saying that God has always been clear about this with his people. He has always expected obedience. How can we have fellowship with him and those in his church if we ignore everything he says? You know, sometimes when we're struggling to understand why we're not growing in our faith. I think it's because we're too caught up in our head. We're too caught up in the philosophy of it all. We're, we're trying to think our way into coming closer to God instead of acting to come closer to God. John says, step out of the darkness. You know, put on the new self. Let yourself be redefined by God and then your faith will start growing again. You remember the, the parable of the marriage feast that Jesus uh, told and was recorded in Matthew chapter 22, where uh, a king invited everyone who should want to come to his wedding banquet, and they ignored it. They killed his servants when they came with the invitation. And so the king says, that's fine. We'll open the doors to anyone who's willing to come. The invitation was given to all, but that did not lower the expectation the king had for the conduct of his guests. In verse 11, Jesus said, But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. And he asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? And the man was speechless. And then the king took the attendant, tie him hand and foot, throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, he said. For many are invited, but few are chosen. You know, what Jesus is saying is that there will be some who will be shocked when he returns. Yes, there are people who, who flat out reject him, who, who kill his servants when they come to invite uh, them to the wedding feast. And we've seen this play out. It literally, his disciples went out into the world to share the gospel invitation, and they were slaughtered for that faith. But there are also people sitting in a church building on Sunday morning who will be shocked you know, like this man who came to the banquet, there will be people in pews who the father will ask, how did you get here? Imagine that moment. What a devastating thing that would be to hear from God. How did you get here? Notice though, this man, he was invited. 
He was allowed to be there. He was allowed to participate in every part of that banquet. The host doesn't confront him because he came, but because he refused to change his clothes when he came. You know, this guest, he didn't respect that to be at the wedding, you have to act differently. You have to dress differently. Many are invited, but few are chosen because few are willing to change. God, he's invited us all to the banquet. You know, the people who should have been closest to him, his children, rejected his son. And now we are all welcomed in because of that. Even the worst of sinners, like Paul calls himself, can leave that old life and come into the joyful wedding. We can do it too, but we can't be there wearing the clothes from our past that are still stained with sin. To have a growing faith, we must realize that we need a new identity, a new wardrobe. We must trade in anger and wrath and malice and blasphemy and filthy language for compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. God has invited us in, and this is how he says that we can accept that invitation. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.